trying to make bigger profits in your small business, like many of us, I'm sure you're feeling it. Business is hard. And now more than ever, you need to have a plan to help your business not just survive, but thrive. I'm Marcia Reiner. I'm a profit and business strategist on a mission, and I've helped tons of small business owners to establish and implement a tangible plan that guarantees sustainable profitability and guides your growth. I want to share some strategies that I've earned and learned with you today on Profit With A Plan podcast. So I'm really excited to have my guest with me today. We have just aligned so nicely over the past few months, Allison Profit. And Allison is a dynamic coach, speaker, and trainer with a passion for helping people to connect to their purpose and teaching them how to launch and scale their business from a heart-centered, authentic place. With 15-year background in human resources and leadership development, she holds a deep and broad level of business acumen. Uh, After three years, uh, excuse me, after a three-year period of navigating a number of life changes, which we all have, uh, that included cross-country moves, multiple job losses, failed business launches, and two career changes. She's my girl. She's finally discovered her passion for sales when hired as a sales rep at Constant Contact. After spending a year in that role, she launched her Profit Coach, hence the last name, uh, and has been helping service-based business owners learn how to scale profits and love the sales aspect of their business. By embracing a more heart-centered strategies, her clients have found that soulful success can lead to abundance while making an impact on the world. Wow, girl, I am so happy to have you on here. Welcome to Profit With A Plan podcast, Allison. Thank you so much, Marcia, for having me. I'm so thrilled to be here and uh, just to get into the conversation with you and share some tips and strategies and stories with your audience. I love it. And this is this is so perfect. You have so many different pieces that just resonated with me. We're going to kind of drop in a lot of them. And I know we're going to talk about things. um, Well, let's just get going. So let's talk about you. You think that um, uh, you mentioned that there is an energy to sales. Talk to me about that. Yeah. So uh, as I I think you mentioned in the uh, introduction, I'm I'm a certified coach. I spent my whole career in HR. And really, uh, my business dream started, I wanted to do uh, HR consulting and coaching. That's what I wanted to do. And the coaching program I went through is uh, through IPEC Coaching, the Institute for Professional Excellence in Coaching. And they teach a model called energy leadership. So this isn't something that I made up. This is their proprietary model, and I'm certified in it. There's an amazing assessment tool associated with it. And it really was a model that I leveraged as I was navigating all of those changes that you talked about in my, in my journey, in my life, in my business journey. And when I took that job at Constant Contact, I really leveraged this idea of energy and it's that there's, it's really like the mindset that triggers the hormonal responses in our body, right? Like if we are feeling stressed about something, we're going to release cortisol hormones in our body. And then we're going to be in like this resting mode, right? We're going to stay protected. And a lot of times what's happening for people in their sales conversations, when they get to that point, when maybe they're nervous about getting into sales conversations, they may be triggering that level one energy. And they may not take action because when we're in victim level thinking, we're not acting because we're, we're trying to stay in protection mode. 
And so this energy model, the more I actually started to apply it in my own um, sales conversations at Constant Contact, I realized that it was the differentiator for me. And um, I had never done a sales position before and I was successful in that role really quickly. And then when I left, as I started to really have my own sales conversation, selling ourselves and our own services is hard, right? Because it's like, there's so much tangled up in it, our own worth. Uh, can we really help people? Who am I to help them? I don't, I need another certification, right? Like we come up with all these old stories. And uh, the more I leveraged the higher levels of energy, like opportunity thinking and like synergizing thinking where it's just like, no, everything's serving us. Everything's an opportunity. We meet people the, when we were, when we are supposed to, sorry, my, the dog is coming in with his bone, dragging it against all the surfaces. It That's always right. happens. And that just makes it, that just makes this even more perfect because right. it's showing our, our authentic human side. That's you know, right. I was telling you my gardener should be coming soon. So my dogs are going to blow their gas. Yeah. So. <laughs> so, yeah. And that's, you know, and that's like level six thinking. Right. And, and, and so there's this, this is the higher level of thinking we're synergizing and the feeling there is joy. And so that's really what I teach my clients is like, how can you bring in, it's not just sales. It's really just into your business at a whole, right? Like Ooh. into the pricing, into how you market what brings you joy? And so coming from that lens, when you do that, it feels good, right? Mm -hmm. When we feel good, we show up in our fullest, most authentic selves. When we are most authentic, we have connection. We're not worrying about anything. We're just being us. We're not worrying about anybody judging us. We're not worried about what they're going to think about our prices or how we do our work. It's like really just, yeah, this is all perfect. I'm perfect as I am. And there's a lot of unlearning that we have to do to get to that point, but we all have access to that. And so it's, it's bringing these energy concepts in and it's not woo woo. Like it is real stuff. It is the hormonal responses that happen in our body, but we can, we can leverage them. We don't have just the defaults to being stressed and worried about things. Um, so yeah. Interesting. I never really understood that there was a science behind feeling like when you're on point and, and every one of us has experienced that when they're like, Ooh, I feel good. This is the right thing. I'm on the right path. I'm doing the right thing. And I had no idea that there was a science behind it. So that's really cool. It's really, really cool. And level six is really like, we're, we're tapping into our intuition, right? Like mm -hmm. an intuition is this thing that we all have it. We know what it feels like in our body, but we often don't know that we can learn how to access it more on demand because we are we live in a very logical systems plan oriented world and often entrepreneurs don't feel like they fit in those boxes and so, so true. <laughs> there's, there's this sort of strange dissonance that happens because we don't necessarily want to be in the corporate world i have an acronym for a job it's a joy optimization blocker <laughs> and so often we don't want to be in a job, right? There jobs are out there for the people that desire being in jobs. But usually if you're an entrepreneur, you don't want to be in a job right. and you want to do the things that bring you joy and you don't fit in a box, but then you get out there into the entrepreneurial journey. And then you've got everybody just saying, oh, we have to do this and you have to make this plan and you have to do it this way. And there's this system. And if you want this $10,000 a month, you have to do this. And it's like, 
all these systems and all these boxes, and then we feel ill-equipped and then we're guilting ourselves and shaming ourselves. And then we end up back in a job and our joy is blocked and then we're unhappy. And my goal is to get people to that place where that's not what they think they have to do to be successful. When you can really leverage your intuition, you'll know when it's time to hire a social media person. You'll know when it's time to make that investment. You'll know, and you don't need to have that external validation. Mm -hmm. Um, It really is learning to it's like self-soothe and, and, and find what's true to you. And you can tell I'm passionate because I'm starting to sit up. I can feel my, I like I feel it. my, it's myself. Good. <laughs> it's good though, because you know what? People need to hear that. Um, we entrepreneurs go down that path, like you said, and we try and, and do it all and fit, fit into our own box. And then we end up having our own job and yeah. we're, we're, we're working 14 hours a day, six days a week, killing ourselves for less than minimum wage, because mm-hmm. we, we have this, like this, this drive in us to do something, but oftentimes, most times we don't know how mm-hmm. we just go reacting through life and, um, and business and yeah. putting out fires and chasing more clients. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's gotta be, I, I know we're all looking for a better way. So this is amazing. Yeah. And I know, you know, I think we do our work similar in similar ways. Like I'm not just a coach because I know the how is missing. Right. So it's like, once we get you feeling joyfully aligned with what your strategy is and what you're selling, because a lot of times people sell things because they think it's what they have to sell because it's the thing that's making money. And it's like, but do you love doing that work? Mm -hmm. If you don't, then just go get a job. If you don't love things that you're doing, why are you doing them? My favorite coaching line is just, just stop doing that. Right. Stop. Just because somebody else told you that doesn't mean that you have to, like, they don't know you, they don't know your heart. And then once you get that alignment, then you, yeah, there is somehow there is some consulting and there's some training and, and those are important pieces, right? Like, like, let's hold your hand. Let's, Let's help you figure out what are the words you want to use in your sales conversation that align with best practices for what a good sales conversation really does contain because sales is one of the oldest professions out there and, and we're doing it from the moment we can talk, right? Like your toddler, um, I don't have kids, but you know, toddlers, they're the best negotiators out there, right? Yeah. (laughs) Please. Why? Why? Please, please. Can I get it? No. Yeah, turn the no into the yes. Like I just posted something on my Instagram story today that somebody else posted about like live like a toddler and it's hilarious, right? Oh just my like, gosh. I have to know, go check that out because yeah, that is so funny. Really, I have a toddler at home here and yes, he, he reacts in so many different ways. And you know, you wish you can throw a temper tantrum in the, in the grocery store because they didn't have what you wanted or you couldn't have that at that price. So exactly. that's funny. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about, um, let's talk about some of the components of that sales conversation. Cause I know you've got some real structures that, that align nicely with the energy and the way that you do things. So tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah, for sure. And um, again, this is not my proprietary stuff. It's just how I teach it is, is the differentiator. And and, and I think there's the nothing stuff. new out there in the world. There really truly isn't anything new. So we're all adapting and modifying and, right. and putting our own spin on things. So that's I right. think that's what makes us helping. I, as I said, in my intro, these are things that I've learned and earned, and earned. Right? right? Most of that. it is learned. 
Yeah, that's right. I learned it from somebody else and I'm sharing it with you. So that's right. Cause the world needs us, right? Like the yes. world, like we have a gift and our gift is probably sharing whatever it is that we're sharing in a way that might hit you in the heart to a place where you're like, Oh, I heard that like five times before, but now I get it. Well, maybe yeah. Now you're ready to hear it. Right. That's exactly. why it's like, let go of like, Oh, I have to figure out how to do my social media. It's like, well, maybe it's not your time to do your social media yet. Like, you know, right? I, I just go to that example because it resonates with so many people. So many people. <laughs> I've got a couple of clients that are having struggles with their social media right now. So that's actually a perfect, perfect, uh, yeah. you know, example yeah. of it. But I think it's true. You know, we, um, my business evolved because I was looking for help in my business, my practice. And then I got so much help, the people I was working with, and I started sharing that with them. And they're like, oh my God, that's what you should be doing. And so it's just borrowed information, exactly. you know, and, yeah. and shared out. So, and, and I think that's so smart that you, you know, paid attention to that. Like there are some people that they'll start a business and they'll be like, oh, it's going this way. And they won't move their, they won't open their eyes and look kind of all around to be like, wow, what else is happening? Because maybe, mm -hmm. that's, maybe that's trying to inform where the path is going, but you're holding so tightly onto this, like, well, no, I have to make this thing work because this is, not, this I'm is the failure. path. Yeah. Right. It's not, I fail. And it's like, actually, no, I mean, I launched four times unsuccessfully my business and they were all very different, right? One was like a life coaching business. One was a relationship. I mean, it's all over the place. And, and it wasn't until the job at constant contact, which I didn't go looking for. It kind of came in front of me and I was like, well, I had nothing to lose. There is something really powerful when you have no money in your bank account, you're trying to get divorced, you don't have a car and you don't know anybody where you live. That really kind of puts you in that place where it's just like, you know what? Sure. This is good for now. And I'm going to see why this is coming in front of me. And it's really just opening up to the experience of life because it's pretty beautiful and it's all happening for us. So, um, wow. Sales conversation structures. Yeah. Let's get yeah. <laughs> no, this is, this is so cool. And this is why we've connected because I do the same thing. I have that conversation with my clients. Are you sure that's the path that you're taking? Well, what if we just focused on this part of it for a little while and then we expanded it? So it's doing different moves. It's being flexible and adjustable. And even in now's time to be, to evolve and, and not pivot necessarily by making a left or a right turn, but like maybe just bank it a little bit and go, go lean a little bit in. And, yeah. and these kind of things create so much more and yeah. so much more profitability in your business because you went with the flow instead of trying to force your square peg into a round hole. Exactly. 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 All right. Sales conversation structure. Yes. Let's All go, right. girl. Awesome. Okay. So um, I actually have what are called connection calls. I don't do discovery calls. I don't do a complimentary coaching call. I do connection calls because okay. for me, um, I don't know if I'm going to want to make a sale to you. Mm. So, like it. Yeah. However, any conversation I go into, I, I have clarity on what I'm listening for. Right. And so, and so should you, mm -hmm. any conversation you get into at the grocery store, at a coffee shop, in a connection call, it might be an opportunity to put that person into a potential prospect, or they could be a referral connection for you, right? Your job is to ask. So the first step is really an intro, right? So it's like when you have a call set up with somebody, there is this introductory kind of thing where 
Um, I like to use the analogy of you're a conductor of an orchestra and you know how the conductor, they have their wand. Mm -hmm. For those of you that are listening and you cannot see the screen, we are holding our wands, right? The, our pens. You are the, <laughs> or, or pens. You are the conductor of this gorgeous um, conversation, this piece that's going to unveil. A conductor never takes the wand and hands it to the soloist while the soloist is playing because the orchestra would lose their place. The, they're always in in the sort of in the guiding in the leading um, position, holding the wand. They're never hand, handing the wand over to anybody. So I like to even when somebody invites me to a call, I kind of do this intro step to not like assert myself from a manipulative place, but just to be like, hey, you know, I'm really looking forward to get to know you, and then I'd love to share a little bit more about me and um, and. This, and then we'll see how the conversation unfolds. I'm really excited. So tell me about you, right? You're leading it in that yeah. intro. It's very important, right? Because it's you're being confident. And confidence is so important in life, not even just in business, in life. Mm -hmm. Like, are you, if you're not excited and confident about what you're doing, that's going to energetically come across, right. right? And if you're noticing that you don't have that energy, pause and get real quiet and say, what's, what's a miss here, right? Get quiet with yourself, tune into the intuition, stop reading other stuff, stop signing up for things. No more, you don't need any more certifications or online courses, like stop them. Anyway, so you do your intro and then you, you, you go into just the customer discovery mode. So that's really the next piece of it is customer mm -hmm. discovery. And so what you're doing in your discovery is you're, you're building rapport, of course, because people buy from people they know, like, and trust. You're listening for what the pain points are for that person again. And you can do this even if you're not in what you thought was going to be a sales call. Right. Right. And, and you're asking open-ended questions and it's, and it's conversational. I like to say that sales is a science and the conversation structure is the science piece, but it's also an art and the uh, art yes. is just paying attention to the connection and and laughing and, 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 and just leaning in and being really curious and open and trying to understand who is this person? Why are they doing what they're doing? What yeah. do they love, right? Instead like, of thinking about the next question you're gonna ask, you exactly. listen you and listen. engage. Exactly, and, and I always say in these conversations, um, and it is why I do connection calls as opposed to sales calls, is I'm detached from the outcome. If I'm going into a sales call, that the desired outcome is a sale. Now, is the desired outcome a sale? Sure, that's my vision. But really, I, my top value is connection. I say that sales is an act of whatever your top value is. Mm. So if you're somebody who is very service-driven, sales is just an act of service. For me, I like that. For me, it's connection. So sales is just purely an act of connection. So I really am in that conversation because I want to know the human. And I want to understand what are they, what are they dealing with? What's their journey been? I mean, gosh, we all have so much more in common than we realize and asking them, wow, what was that like? And why is that important? And what's going on in your life now? What's your vision, right? And, and there's different ways to figure out how, how to ask those questions. Not like you're just like a firing squad asking a bunch of questions, but there's information in your customer discovery that you want to be very conscious about what is the information that would help me serve that person if I was to be able to help solve their problem. 
I think you said something that was really important to me and, and, and I'm resonating very much with it. And I'm sure many listeners are because when people go into that sales conversation and they know the end goal is the sale, there's like that, that, that anxiety and the stress and the, you know, everything, like you said, in the beginning starts to boil and you're like, and then you're, you're the person on the other side starts to feel that pressure. Oh my God, they're going to, they're going to eat me if I, you know, because there's that goal at the right. end. Yeah. And I love it that you said, if you just go in thinking it's a conversation, then that, that pressure's off. Yeah. Yep. And this goes into the energy right. stuff too, right? Because when we're really in a connection call for the sake of connecting, often the feeling there is joy, right? Mm-hmm. And that's, that's level six energy. And so in the coaching work that I do, it is really over constantly overlaying this energy stuff because it, it's, it, it, there's a lot of just auditing of our thoughts that we can do to kind of pay attention. And if we are just paying attention to the connection, we can listen at such a different level because mm-hmm. sometimes what people do is they rush through the discovery because they want to get to the sale. They want to get to the sale. And the other thing that's happening is because of that anxiety and that nervousness, they're not actually making the connection. Right. Mm-hmm. And so they might mm-hmm. hear the need and then they might jump to asking for the sale, but they may have missed some other really important things because in discovery, what you're doing is not only are you finding out like the what, like the what, the why, the why now, and also building some rapport and there's some other important pieces of information you're gathering there, but um, you're also listening for what, what do I know are my typical objections, right? You're wanting to gather information about that kind of stuff now, far away from when you ask for the sale so that after you've asked for the sale, you can pull that information back and say, help me understand, like earlier you said this, and now it sounds like you're like avoiding that or, or just, I'm a little bit confused. So let's bring that back around. How is that playing into your decision? Cause you said this thing earlier, right? Mm-hmm. Like if they say like, well, yeah, like, yeah, I'd love to do this, but like now's not the right time. And it's like, well, earlier you said you've been dealing with this for three years. <laughs> right. When will the time be? I'm curious, <laughs> right? And that's right. not pushy. It's not defensive. Because you did it while you were in the discovery mode, building the connection and the rapport from that place of curiosity, then you're kind of holding them in, in in a loving way. Not, it's not manipulative or pushy. People have all these negative connotations with sales. Like, I don't want to be pushy. It's like, actually you are hiding in fear. Like, yes, you, you are saying that because you are afraid of coming off pushy, but if you are not a pushy person and you're, if your intention is not to be pushy, then you won't be pushy. So true. You won't so be pushy. true. So, um, oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that is so funny because so many people hate the sales side of it because that's, that's the reason. And, but if you're in this conversation, there's no push. You're just reminding them of what they said. And, and I feel like if you truly like we are in line with everything that you're doing, then you're almost doing a disservice to this person if you're not right. guiding them or 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 helping them to yeah. see your your direction and your path That's that right. you can do for them. That's right. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, I could talk about this for like five days. So right. Next, right. Both the, of us. Next, we both can. The, the next component after you 
get to that point where you feel like you really truly have gathered the, all the pieces. And, mm-hmm. and, and a lot of times what all, what I teach my clients and they get there is like, they, they begin to really intuit that, right? Cause there is a moment in a conversation as you practice it. And by the way, I would ask your audience to think about how often are you practicing your sales conversations? Ooh. Because most people aren't and successful sales organizations practice their sales conversations, parts of them once a day, constant contact. Yep. Every day we practice the part of our sales conversation every single day. And this is what I love helping my clients with is like, we role play. Yeah. We role play your sales conversation because if you are waiting until you're in your your conversation with the client, that's not the time to practice. And your Next nervous opportunity. system, yeah, your nervous system is is kind of you know triggered, and so you're then you don't even remember what happened, and then it's like when you try to go backwards and unpack like what happened, where did it maybe fall apart? It's like you can't even diagnose it because you're you were in it, and your nervous system right your nervous and, system was taking over. And think about athletes. Athletes don't go out and get on the field and perform. They practice and practice and practice. Musicians, if we're talking about the orchestra, they practice and practice and practice before right. they perform. Right. And a sales conversation is a performance. It is a performance and it's a service. And mm-hmm. you're not being of service if you are just throwing caution to the wind and like it's not like social media like social media yeah it's iterative it's iterative and also guess what in social media there are analytics you are practicing because there's analytics and there's data Mm -hmm. coming back to you but in your sales conversation it's a yes or a no and then you're like I don't know where it went wrong Mm -hmm. and so um you know it's it's a it's a part of just the the thing I love doing is like helping people realize that by in in the practice Um, and, and whether it's with somebody like me or with a peer that knows what you do and also, you know, is strong at sales conversations, or you guys practice with each other, like practice, but make sure that person is going to give you real honest feedback and not going to be like, oh yeah, that sounded good. You know, I think you did a good job. It's like, all right. Yeah. But your, your confidence dropped here. You said too much here, right? Like there are things after discovery, you're doing a lot of listening. Mm -hmm. Um, and then you are moving into the third conversation component, which is your recap. So in the recap, you're not restating every single thing the person said, but what you are doing is you're saying you're repeating the strongest needs you heard. And then you're also sharing the, like the, the, the desired state, where do they want to be? Right. So a recap for me would be like, well, you know, it sounds like, uh, Marcia, you're having some really great conversations and they're not turning into sales. And you're not really under, understanding why, and you would love to actually be serving all the people that you're talking to because you know you can help them mm-hmm. and you are wanting to understand how to have those strong sales conversations confidently so that you can serve the people that you know need your help. Beautiful. Beautiful recap. Right, right? Yeah. Yes, so you it's did. a recap. And then, and then you ask a question. Something like, you know, did I get that right? Because what's happening there is you're showing that person that you're listening. Mm -hmm. And then after you ask that question, the most powerful um, thing you do is wait, right? You use pauses, wait, there's an acronym. Why am I talking? (laughs) Why am I talking, right? There's a few places in sales conversations and really just conversations in general, right? Right. Why am I I talking, right? (laughs) 
Um, and sometimes what happens in these conversations is it is your nervous system that has taken over. So we use um, the power of breath in, in how I teach, because when you take three slow breaths, you are allowing your, your, um, your nervous system to calm down. You're activating your, your vagus nerve and you're really just kind of like, and they don't need to know you're doing it. You can just be like, oh, I'm, gonna, I'm just jotting some things down here. That was really interesting what you said. Right. They don't need to know what's happening, but you are calming yourself so that you can be in the space and you're not letting your nervous system hijack you. So after you give that pause and they're affirming like, yeah, wow, that was great. Then you're going to say, is there anything else that you think, um, you know, you want to share now you haven't necessarily actually talked a lot about yourself yet in discovery. You can be kind of planting some seeds mm-hmm. You're like, oh yeah, yeah, I do that too. And you're not ever sort of like giving the wand over to them for you to then tell them all about you and your story. It's like, there's a way that you can weave that into the discovery without you having to like take the stage for the whole time. Mm-hmm. And you're going to know if that is how, what feels good in the conversation. Like you're going to learn, um, this is what I teach, right? Like you can learn how to do that in this really artful, confident, seamless connection and conversation oriented way. And so um, after that recap, if you say like, is there anything else you want to share? You're opening the door for them to be like, wow, like this person really listened. They care about me. You know, they might share some other things. And, and then you move into your value presentation and your value presentation is really where you're saying like, you need this, the features of this is, um, you know, you know, I, I help people exactly with this and I will help you figure out what is going wrong in your sales conversation and uh, guide you in crafting a really solid um, script that feels good for you. But eventually you don't even need the script. You throw it out because you know exactly what you're, what you want to be saying in these conversations so that, and then you share the benefit, right? Of so that you can be working with the people that you know um, you can help and that you resonate really deeply with so that you can go out there and make the impact that you know you've been put on the earth to make, right? It's like value presentation. It's not five paragraphs. It's like five sentences. It's short. It's simple. Because if you give people too much information, then they have a lot to think about. And I see mm-hmm. this all the time. People want to run through all the different things like, well, it starts on this date. It's this many sessions. We meet on Zoom. It's, you know, it's like, that's they're looking for a transformation. They're saying, that's what? Right. I don't care how we get there. I just want to know that it's going to work. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. And I, I, I love the part that, you know, you're, it sounds like your sales conversation is really just getting them to talk because a lot of people come in and when they're selling, they want to throw up and tell you everything about everything that they could possibly do for you. And then the customer sitting there going, I got four words in where it sounds like you've flipped that around and you're asking so much questions so that the consumer or the customer is, is truly talking most of the time. And then you become the great thing because they were able to talk. Yeah. Right. That's what we all want to be seen and heard in this world. And that's really where true sales come from. You know, it's like connect with people whole space for them. Like you are a container. It is an honor to be in these conversations. It's such a gift. I mean, like when I talk about it, I can feel in my body, like this is what I'm supposed to be doing on this earth is helping people feel this way too. Right. 
in, in and terms of sales. I like it because there's no stress involved. There's no anxiety. It's a conversation. You're allowing them to really share with you. Then you come in with a gentle, here's what I think with that value statement. And here's how I can help you. Yep. Does and that then, make sense? Right. Yeah. And so, um, so that, so that brings us to the next one. So intro customer discovery, val recap value presentation. The next thing is the energetic buy-in. So after you beautifully state this value presentation, you're not giving them 20 options because you're the expert. You're the one that knows what the solution is. And you start with the highest offer. Mm -hmm. Right. You don't mm -hmm. low ball. You don't start mm -hmm. with like, you know, mm -hmm. your tiny little thing. You start with the big thing that's going to solve them. Because mm -hmm. that's what they want. That's what they want. Then you're doing energetic buy-in, which is like, not, I think this is going to be good. You know, what do you think? It's like, no, it's not thinking. That's not confident. Don't make them think. I know this is based on what you shared. I know this is going to be a great fit for you. Do you see how this will solve the problem for you? Yep. And then you wait again, right? You pause, you take in some deep breaths, you marinate in your own awesomeness while they're marinating in your awesomeness, right? I put these things in my script, right? Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and after you get the energetic buy-in and you've not talked price, there's no price. We've not talked money yet because it's mm -hmm. about selling for value. You right. get their energetic buy-in. They say, yes, they say, no, if they say, no, I don't really understand. Be like, oh, okay. Well, um, well, like what questions do you have about that? And then if the first question is about price and be like, well, we'll get there, but you know, I work with people in a few different ways. So, um, you know, I'd love to know what your questions might be about this uh, particular way that I help people. And then you may then end up back in customer discovery and then you kind of go right back through the chain, right? Mm -hmm. And then after energetic buy-in, once they're like, yeah, wow, that sounds amazing, Marcia. Like, what is, what, like, tell me more, right? How, how can I do that? Um, then your very first time you ask for the sale is pretty assumptive. Um, mm -hmm. And I actually recommend that people put their prices out on their website. I know there's lots of different schools of thought about that, but because I don't feel like, I feel like when there's nothing to hide, when you're in that part in the conversation, you can just kind of lean on the fact that it's like, well, you know, I'm so excited. Wow, this is great. Like, I can't wait to work with you. Um, so what we would do next is uh, let me get your email address so that I can get this information over to you. We set your payment up right away and then we book your first call um, and it's going to be this much. So what's the email address? And you sort of, it's almost like you gloss over it. An assumptive it. close. Yeah. It's an assumptive close, right? Um, so you, you're just kind of assuming that because they already said like, yeah, this sounds cool. The numbers are out there. So you can assume that they went out and did some research. Right. Right. How beautiful. And then, and then, and then like, they've self-selected too, because they've already kind of, they've already yeah. kind of recognized that, you know, your exactly. pricing is that this range and exactly it is and, what it is. And you've asked some questions about what's this costing you? Wow. Like, sounds like maybe you've invested a lot in solving this problem already. Right. Like there's some other things yeah. in discovery that you can do. Sure. And then at that point, if they say like, oh, no, then you move into the next stage, which is clarifying objections. And really, for those people out there that are coaches, um, this is where you get to be a coach. And yeah. you're not coaching their problem. I don't teach complimentary sessions. Like, we don't give our stuff away for free. That's not mm -hmm. a thing that I, people don't need to just experience it. Okay. Because if they experience it, then you've removed the pain. Ah. Keep, okay, interesting. You know, it's it's like a bridge, right? They're on this side of the bridge. You're on this side of the bridge. Maybe it's like it's uh like a like one of those rope bridges, right? There has to be a certain amount of tension to get from one side to the other side. Mm -hmm. If you coach them, you might drop the bridge down. Ooh. 
and they gotcha. don't they don't feel the need to get to the other side fully because they're touching the pain's the not there anymore the pain's not there anymore we keep the tension and then after you get to clarifying objections then you can do the thing where you are coaching them to the yes earlier you said this right that's my method. I mean, there's lots of methods. Some people love closing sales through coaching um, and, and, and that's cool, but it, I feel like it is a, um, that's a different kind makes, of art. Yeah. And it makes, it makes sense with the tension on the bridge and forget my dog blowing up downstairs. She's like, yeah, cool. the gardener's <laughs> there, right? The gardener's there, darn it. And I, and I thought we'd get done hopefully before then, but she's just, and she's, she's an old dog. So she never stops until I go down and tell her, Hey, it's okay. So yeah. we'll just, you know, just be the sound effects to our lovely conversation. But I love this. I think it's so important to really look at pieces of of your process in ways that you can close more sales, you can make more money. And this is a perfect conversation to do that. So Allison, where can listeners find out more about you? Well, um, if this ties into, actually there's two others, (laughs) there's two other components. Oh no. Yeah, super fast though. Okay, sure. And and it's related to um, the follow-up with me. So if they still say no and you haven't closed the sale, it's your job to set a follow-up call. Right. Okay. Yeah. And in setting that up, you want to give them homework, give them something to do, give them something to, to think about. So your mm-hmm. follow-up call is not just to close the sale. It's to be of service and be like, Hey, you know, we're going to just, we'll chat about this to see how that's, how that's going for you. So my homework for all of you is I want you to think about, um, where are you falling down in those components that we just listed? And, um, how are you, um, how are you practicing? getting stronger at those pieces. Mm. And so Marcia asked me if I have a free uh, lead magnet or anything like that. And I told her, I said, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see a lot of value in that because in my own world, I would get stuck in downloading people's freebies and going to online courses and I wasn't taking action. So if you're an action taker and you want to raise your prices so that you are more profitable and close more of those sales, but in a way that feels super soul aligned, your follow-up with me is to book a call. Um, and it's a complimentary call. Um, it will be very value-packed um, and we will connect. And if there's a need there, um, I, I will make an offer because I'm here to serve and connect and, and cr- help create more successful small business owners so that you don't need to go back to a joy optimization blocker just to be able to pay your bills. Yay, I love that joy optimization blocker. Nobody wants a J-O-B. So thank you, Allison. This is super valuable. I found that there was just so many little pieces that um, definitely need work on for everybody. And it's not that you're a bad salesman or you don't like sales or whatever it is. It's just these processes are so important. So listeners, I encourage you to take Allison up on her uh, on her offer of a connection call and the link will be in the uh, in the podcast notes. So thank you very much. Well, I hope, uh, I hope you found an idea or two to put into your business that'll help you be more profitable and increase more sales. So considering what's happened to businesses over the past year, now more than ever, it's important that you have your own profit plan and so that you too can have a thriving business. And to further help you guys, um, I am hosting a webinar next Thursday where I will share three strategies that will help you create your business to have more thriving profit. So you can register for free at thrivingprofit.com. As always, we'd love to hear your feedback, 
questions or even ideas for future show, comment and subscribe on uh, today's podcast so you can find out what's going to happen next week. And as always, you can catch Profit with a Plan on any of your favorite podcast players. We're looking forward to more great profitable information on next week's show. So until then, make your profit, make your plans and profit with them. Thanks so much, Allison. Thank you, Matthew. It was a pleasure.